Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Do you want to welcome those of you that are watching online? Perhaps you're listening on the podcast, Hope Covenant. Would you put your hands together for our online viewers and listeners? I say that not to repeat myself every week, but because we do truly consider it an honor to have you with us this morning. And Wow, I felt the Lord this morning during worship, and I, I felt him shifting some things, and even the way I'm going to talk about this message. But I, on my way in here this morning, I, I felt the Lord speak to me about discouragement and a spirit of discouragement that's existing in many of us that we're having to overcome. And right now is a season where I believe God is taking care of, he's eradicating a victim mentality, a victim mentality. And I say this not pointing a finger at anyone in here. I actually am talking to myself. Where the Lord is showing us in this moment that we're in, as we're looking at the world, looking like it's falling apart, how many of you know he's got the whole world in his hands? Yes. We're all right now divinely appointed to be alive and here in this moment, in this hour. Nobody that's here this morning is here by accident. You came here, you go, well, I made plans to be here. That's great. And I'm glad you are here. I am glad you are. I'm glad you're here. Because God wants to speak to you in a unique way. That's why we just invited Holy Spirit to do that. But what's my part? I want you, if you have your Bibles, to turn to 1 Peter 2, verse 9. And I, I want you to really walk with me in this moment. This is a real moment where the Holy Ghost is speaking. And I don't even really know exactly what he's going to say. I'm just going to follow after his direction. And hopefully you will have an encounter where you hear his voice and not mine about what's my part. But I want to encourage you with this. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. All of the, I'm only reading two passages of Scripture scripture, this and one out of Romans, and they'll both be in the Passion Translation. I like the Passion Translation for some things, and this really says it really good. But you are God's chosen treasure. Now, I want to pause right there. For those of you who are unaware and feel less than, you are God's chosen treasure. God chose you. He ordained your life for such a time as right now. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. I want to say this. If you're distracted and you've been struggling with devotion, declare that over yourself and then activate it. Be devoted to the Lord. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. You, you are claimed as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. That's where we struggle as the church. We're not doing a great job at broadcasting his wonders to the world because we've been distant and separated from the Holy Ghost, so we don't care anything to carry out to broadcast. I say that convicted personally that I, I want to see a demonstration of, we have a generation that does not want to hear about God. They want to encounter this man. Right, that's right. How do I encounter him? 
how do I encounter God? Well, it happens like this. We pray over the sick. We pray over when we're in our workplace, when we're in our businesses, when we're no matter what we're doing, it's his kingdom first in all things. That's how we broadcast it. As the church, the way out of a dry moment is his kingdom first. It never gets dry when it's his kingdom first. Never. I said it years ago that I don't believe in dry seasons. I still cling to that. I don't believe in dry seasons. I think we've made up this nonsense as the church. I'm in a dry season. No, you're in a season of not pressing in is what you're in. Because when you press in, baby, it is not dry. It is butter. That's right. I love butter. (laughs) Just saying. I'm Italian. I love anything more butter. Even if you're not Italian, more butter. Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get an amen? Okay, more butter. Look at your neighbor, more butter. Okay, good. That was really awesome. Some of y'all, I want to say this too. You need to recognize you can joy your way out of any season of crushing that you feel like you're in. Where there's lack, you can laugh your way through it in the Holy Ghost. The more you go, you know what, Lord? <laughs> I give up. Is the more he goes, awesome. Now I, ha- now I know where to start in this person's life. My giving up is the beginning of him doing supernatural things through me. Yes, that's good. That's good. Okay, so if you want to see God demonstrate something supernatural through you, you need to get to a place where you give up. Yeah. It's time for several funerals to happen in this church. And I'm not doing them either. I'm just letting you know. I'm talking about you doing your own funeral. Lord, my flesh, yeah, I'm done. My striving, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Liz and I have been talking about some things that we've had to deal with in our own lives. Striving. And I felt like, you know, I could put up with it for a little bit. And God said, no more. No more. No, no, you need to give up. I want you to fully rely on me. And I feel like that's a word for every one of you this morning. Now, what's my part? Romans 12. I'm going to read verse 4 to 21. And this is my only passage of scripture. Romans 12, verse 4 to 21. Are you ready to hear from the Lord? In the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. Now I'm going to stop right here. Each of you has a unique place in the body of Christ where you were gifted and you are anointed and you need to figure out and ask the Lord, what is it that you want to uniquely do with me that only you could do because God destined you to do it, not the person next to you? Because there is something that God has marked on only you that he wants to do with you. And you are kings and queens, sons and daughters of the Lord. And it's time to recognize that you are not, you're not there searching for crumbs. You are royalty. Yes. Can I get a witness? Yes. It is what the word says. It's good. Thank you. And so it is in the body of Christ, for there are many, and we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. We're all here as one body, okay? We're, we, we go our, 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 our ways, and then we come together on Sunday, and we're together as a body. 
And this means that we are vitally joined to, to one another with each contributing to others. Okay? Liz has strengths that I don't have. <laughs> I, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> like several, yes, that's true. That's true. Many, 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 many strengths that I don't have. And I have a few that she doesn't have. No amens. The room is quiet. But it's true. I promise you it's true. There's no competition. She makes up for my deficiencies. And I make up for hers. Which is why this is a marriage. The same is true in the body of Christ. We come together and should be married to the body. Which is why we miss you and we reach out to you. We're not trying to harass you. We truly care. Because you're a part of the body. So when we're missing a finger... You know, we wonder where the finger walked away to. Yeah. And that's why we call you and go, hey, you doing all right? Yeah. Okay. And so it is in the body of Christ, for we are many. We've all been mingled into one body in Christ. And this means that we are all, all vitally joined to one another with each contributing to others. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, activate your gift by using the proportion of your faith you have to prophesy. What are you gifted with that God has activated and you're sitting on it? If you don't use it, you'll lose it. Now It's still there, but I'm saying use it, activate it, get confident in what God has for you. For example, I've got a sister from another mister sitting in the back row named Kristen and she's an encourager. She encourages, nonstop encouraging. She's on social media, encouraging and encouraging and encouraging. But she's an encourager. And I love that. We need, we need encouragement at times. And so when we need that, I look at Kristen's page. If your grace gift is serving, then thrive in serving others well. Kieran has, has got that. My dad has that. Patrick has that. I know many people that have that. Actually, Brennan, you've got it. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then use it to encourage others. If you have the grace gift of giving to meet others' needs, then you may prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. We don't do this for accolades. Can I say this? If you live for man's praises, you'll die with their criticism. Yes. So be careful of that. Is what you're doing, Lord, I just want you to see, I don't care who sees this. Lord, I just want you to know I'm here for you. Here am I. Use me. Do what you want to do through me. If you have the gift of leadership, like Amy, like Jason, be passionate about your leadership. If you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. We've got some mercy people. Ashlyn's a mercy person. Lord knows, don't see Lynn if you need compassion. <laughs> Jesus. But if you need to hear the truth, see Lynn. Yeah. Don't see Ashlyn, because she'll probably tell you everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Lynn will tell you, <laughs> straighten up. But they're married for a reason. Yeah, because Lynn says, straighten up, and Ashlyn says, baby, it's going to be okay. Lynn probably tell you you're going to die. Ashlyn's going to tell you you're going to be okay. 
it's, listen, this is what I'm telling you. This is real. This is real. In our marriage, if you need compassion, go see Liz. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. In other words, let what you do be pure. We have one, one job. It's not to convict. It's not to tell people off that they're wrong. You have one job, love well. We're going to see Jesus face to face one day. There's one question. Did you love him well? Did you love him well? You know, ignoring the barista at Starbucks is not loving them well. Ignoring the person you see struggling, that's not, that's not loving them well. If God tells you to get on and encourage people on social media, get on there and do it. Love them well. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. And never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. And try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Oh my God, do we need to work on this with the church. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keep your passion towards him boiling hot. Ooh, boiling hot. When you're lukewarm, he spews you out of his mouth. We need to be red hot on fire for God. That happens when you focus on the message last week where you marinate in his presence. That's where the fire ends up. If you Listen, if you weren't here last week, I want to encourage you to listen to the podcast. We were talking about encounter and the importance of just marinating in his glory and in his presence where the fire is ignited so strong. Be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Keep your passion boiling hot. Radiate with the glow of Holy Spirit. I love that. And let him fill you with excitement as you serve him. You know what? Some of our problem where we're not excited is because we're really not serving. Check your service because the more you serve is the more joy there is. The more you meet the needs of others is the more joy there is. The more you roll down your window and hand a wad of cash to the person that has a sign. Well, I don't know where they're going to use that cash. You know what? You have one job. Are you loving them well? Don't chase the dollar. Well, what if they use it for drugs? Did you love them well? That's not your problem. I'm speaking because I've been convicted about this myself. Because I've looked at the person on the street corner and got, how did you get there? How did you get there? And I've felt the Holy Spirit when I do that every single time go, "Mm, be careful. Be careful, little pride. Be careful. Maybe it's big pride. Be careful. Be careful, are we loving them well? He watches those that are faithful in the little, that's when you get much. So when you roll down the window and you hand them that wad of cash and say, God bless you, you never know the mark of what that's gonna do on somebody's life. Can I tell you, Jesus didn't just chase after the royalty, he went after the least of these. If that's what Jesus did, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Let this hope burst forth within you, releasing continual joy. How are you going to release continual joy when you're not in a place of continual joy? Can't release what you don't have. Which is why I want to encourage each one of you to get in the presence of the Lord where joy is stimulated. 
Get those shackles of depression and anxiety and worrying about the net. Get them off of you. Why? Because you're supposed to be releasing joy continually. Don't give up in a time of trouble, but commune with God. For the love of God, when you are struggling, start communing with him. That's what we were talking about last week. Man, this, this passage of scripture is strong. It's not playing games. Take a constant interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them. Do you know that when you respond and you help them, that's where your needs are met? It's called sowing and reaping. Take a consistent interest in the needs of God's beloved people and respond by helping them and eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. That's where I'm just telling you because Liz and I, we like the pillows all fluffed and everything. We like all that stuff. You know, when you come into our house, take your shoes off for the love of God. Don't want whatever you're dragging in. And there's nothing wrong with that, but come in. We need to start welcoming people into our home. This is why we're doing connect groups. Because it's scriptural. So if the Bible says it, I better do it. And if a wall gets messed up, we'll repaint it. Amen. Listen, excellence is godly. Perfectionism is a disease. It's all stuff and it's all going to burn. So who cares? If your wall gets messed up because you were hosting somebody, give God the glory and roll some paint on it and get over yourself. If your couch has a little wrinkle in it, get over it. Do whatever you need to do. I'm preaching to myself. Maybe you're here. Speak blessing, not cursing. I'll end right there. Speak blessing, not cursing. Over those who rejected and persecute you. Oh, it just got real right there. Ooh. So I'm supposed to bless my enemies. Mm. Oh, this is getting tough. Celebrate with those who celebrate and weep with those who grieve. Live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be mindful of another's worth as you are your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset thinking you are too important to serve others. Oof. But be willing to do the menial tasks. The menial tasks. And identify with those who are humble-minded don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Okay, church, this is a test right here. Never hold a grudge or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Others first, others first, others first. That's how Jesus lived. Others first, others first, others first. Do your best to live as everybody's friend. Beloved, don't be obsessed with taking revenge but leave that to God's righteous justice. For scripture says, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. God's got it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And if your enemy is hungry, well, you ought to buy him lunch. Take him to Denny's. Take him somewhere even nicer. <laughs> Win him over with kindness for your surprising generosity will awaken his conscience. And God will reward you with favor. Wow. Mm, I need that right there. Never let evil defeat you, but defeat evil with good. You go, I don't, how does all that, like, what's my part? How does all that, you know what? That's all of our parts right there. 
if we can master this, we're talking about last week, we talked about time. Now we're talking about talent, like what has God instilled and given you as a part of the body of Christ that only you can do. But then it gives you the moral, like this is what you follow when you discover your gifting. Now here's how you live to have the anointing to be released that your gifting is met with the glory of the Lord that you can go further than you've ever gone before because now it's being kissed with the Holy Ghost. Because I love my gifting, but if I, if I ride on that for too long, I entertain a spirit of pride and he resists the proud. But if I go, oh, okay, Lord, this is all for you. And without you, I am nothing. Now there's a supernatural because he gives grace to the humble. You see that? So when you're in a place where you're struggling and you're in a place where you have lack, when you have a great need and you submit that to the Lord, that is where you are humbling yourself. Now he can come and kiss it, and he will. We struggle with the timing of that. But I want to encourage you with this, and here's where I'm going with this message because I'm done with the, the scripture part of it. But I want to encourage you with the word of the Lord that in this season of discovering how to rely. Uh, many of you are in this place in this room. You're having to rely on the Lord. You are going to discover that that is the very center of the target of where he wants you to be to begin to do things with you that he's never done before. But you have to get to a place where you are comfortable relying on the Lord. Because it's an uncomfortable moment. When, I mean, my Lord, you, we struggle with the, getting our bearings of like, Lord, even when we say we trust in him, many times that's a faith statement because we're really freaking out behind the scenes. I, I'm, I'm there right now on many different fronts. But when we get comfortable trusting in God and our faith is strong enough where we understand this is something we really believe we really confidently believe this and know this. Now he goes. And so my question is, can you let your faith statement of God's got this become a statement where you are confidently knowing that he will do above and beyond anything you could ever ask or think or imagine, knowing it's not just coming, it's not just on its way, but it's here. It just might look differently than you think, but it's here. And so the word of the Lord, and there's a, there's a subway in the background, is that you're at the right stop. Just lift your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care and surrender and give it to God. And drop the mic and walk away and worry about it no more. What's your part? I have one thing. God, your kingdom first, your will in my life. I'm not going to worry anymore. You go ahead and you take over. You show up and you show off. And if he changes direction, okay. I just want one thing. Lord, I want your direction. And where is that found? Go back to last week's message. It's found in a place where you are sensitive and hearing from the Lord. I've said this several times, church, and I want to say it to you today. If your prayer life looks like nothing but you talking, you need to shut up and listen to the Holy Ghost. Because you can't hear when you're talking. 
When I'm having a conversation with Liz and she wants to be heard and I just do all the talking, it never goes well for me. And I want to promise you it's the same for your prayer life. It will never go well for you if you don't have listening sessions where you put some worship on. And maybe sometimes even the Lord has told me, turn that off and listen to me. And it's just quiet. I'm usually in the car. It's just quiet. And the Lord just starts talking to me and filling me with his Holy Ghost. And I start hearing from him. It's, it's when all the distractions are eliminated. And that's the moment oftentimes where God speaks to me. Because I'm finally still. You have one job. What's my part? Be still and know that he is God. Turn on the news. Turn it off. Be still and know that he is God. And I'm not saying being ignoramus. I know we have to turn the news on and know what's going on in the world. But be still and know that he is God. A lot of you right now have pressures that are on you. You have weights that are on you. You have direction that you have to give because you're the one leading. Be still and know that he is God and ask him for the impartation direction. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to figure it out. That's a word of the Lord for this church. Stop trying to figure it out. Let God direct you. Let God navigate it. All year I've been asking God for direction and saying, Lord, what do you want this church to do? How, how are you going to, he said, Adam, would you stop trying to figure it out and just wait on me and just follow my Holy Ghost and watch what I do? I want the testimony of Hope Covenant Church to be that we don't have it all figured out. And somebody asks, what's the vision? We've got a clear vision because my people perish without vision. You have to have clear vision. But I hate when pastors go, here's my five-year plan. I don't know what my five-minute plan is. <laughs> now, man makes his plans and God directs our steps. So, so have a plan. But are you willing for God to take that plan and change and do what he... Or are you so methodical that God can't get a word in edgewise because this is your strength and not his? So what's my part? Surrender. And let God show you. I feel the Holy Ghost right now speaking to many of you. In your seat, I want everybody to close your eyes this morning. And God, we apologize for our methods, our madness methods. Lord, we apologize. We repent for striving. Lord, you have a unique gift for each of us. We have giftings, but we've relied on them for too long. We want your anointing. It's a new season. It's a new day. And Father, we know that peace is found in a place of surrender. And Lord, we surrender to you. Just say that out loud. Say, I surrender, Lord. I give up, God. Yeah, that's a good thing. Lord, I am, we invite you in each of our lives into this church collectively as a body. Show us your plan. Show us your way. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc 
and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.